0: Hi there, Michael Zuber. Thanks for listening to the One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that the book One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible? Yes, to all my podcast listeners out there, One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible. Go check it out and please leave a five star review. Have a great day. Hey everyone, I have a very special guest for you. It's actually a returning guest. And someone who is really, really taken off in the YouTube world. Going to be 100,000 subs here like that. Uh, let's welcome Spencer Cornillo to the show. How you doing, man?
1: If my real estate growth was any similar to YouTube, <laughs> I'd be, a, <laughs> I'd have 100 units by now. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I got one that's growing fast and one that's not so growing so much.
0: <laughs> that, is, that is awesome. Well, again, I think I really want to dig into what you were experiencing YouTube because, dude, you are helping people. But I'm a real estate channel, let's remind people uh, about your real estate story uh, and then talk about what's transitioned since that first story, right? You had a job loss or a I guess yeah you'd call it a job loss, and that really allowed you to take an opportunity and, and really springboard. but let's start with you know what's your real estate story, Spencer
1: Yeah, if you want the long version, I was on bigger Pockets episode 384, uh, but really know. the condensed version is I, I took the biggest risk you could. The naive, ignorant first-time investor tries to flip. Out of state, which Michael's probably like, man, I've heard this story before.
0: <laughs> oh, I got a, uh, I got scars right here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Hey, it's just part of the process. It's yep. You know, unfortunately, things went wrong, and I lost all the money I had, which ended up being roughly seventy thousand dollars of cash. Ouch. And it took eighteen months to exit both flips. Yeah, I was I live in Las Vegas and was flipping in Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah. And so I I it was the ugly story of hired the wrong contractor, became a house of cards. I had a fourplex here in Vegas that I had to offload. For cash, because I had to make payments. And thankfully, I was able to escape uh, right as the, the health crisis was really starting to kick in. So it was a lot of panic on my part, but I was very, very fortunate. It's interesting, even, even when things go terribly, the perspective is, you know, it could have been worse. So have been worse, I almost yeah. feel thankful in a way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And then that story as I remember it again. Folks, out of state investing is not as easy or as simple as people make it look. I hear more horror stories than I hear wins. And I wish. I wish people would hear that just because something's cheap does not mean it's a good deal.
1: And I think what's, what makes it really tough is the risk is so much higher. There's so much unforeseen risk that the people who win might not have won because of great decisions, but simply because they hired the right person or something. So like my decision-making actually probably isn't that much different Mm. than some of the others who actually succeeded. The risk was still the same. I ate the risk, the other person didn't. So what you're saying is definitely right.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a spectrum, right? Zero to 100, you know, between winning and losing. And again, people make it sound easier. It sells book, it sells stuff. Remember, people are trying to sell you stuff. Time and distance. As you get farther away and you allow time to happen, the risk goes up. Sometimes you win, right? You go to the roulette, roulette right? You bet on 17, sometimes it hits. Lots of times it doesn't. Um so
1: just realize that.
0: And then the other thing I remember from our story is you also house hack in Vegas, right? With your primary residence. I
1: yeah, bet. that's a whole story in itself. Yeah,
0: I remember, I had, man.
1: <laughs> I have uh, one of my tenants who was the worst tenant I've ever had, 63225 former MMA heavyweight fighter oh, was shoot. on a was on a was on a pay-per-view fight. Like he was in the ring with Joe Rogan. Oh my god. And actually won on on a a big fight on pay-per-view. And uh, yeah, the other day off. he he hadn't paid me for like 2 months. So I I was thankful when he was leaving, but I ended up long story short, I started demoing his room before he was fully out. Yeah. yeah. So he came home and was yelling at me. He was all in my face, yelling at me. Call, yeah. I almost hey, had to threaten to call the cops.
0: MMA heavyweight. Oh that yeah. He be... was
1: a big guy. Tatted yeah. up. <laughs> was... Kind of scary. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: yeah I would, that would be apropos. Scary. Kind of scary.
1: Yeah. <laughs> came in my room yelling obscenities. Oh yeah. That was fun times, but he's out. He's gone. I'm good That's... now.
0: Nice, nice, nice well, and, and, and again, since we last spoke at least in the youtube interview you um, you know you're in Vegas, you're still in Vegas, uh, you know you were you had a furlough, you suffered a furlough what ninety days ago,
1: one hundred days ago it was April seventeenth so oh, we're so at five hundred days roughly yeah, yeah, something
0: like that okay that uh, you know that could have that could have been crushing, and again, right this w- what happening today has happened before right the dot com crash Bay Area, we suffered the same things back in the time, so this is while we, when we we're going through things, it always feels new. Uh, Realize that um, it has happened before, unfortunately. And what I love about your story, what we're about to get into, is you took that as an opportunity to double down and focus again. And um, why don't we talk about that decision-making and, and what, uh, you know, how did that all start?
1: Yeah, definitely. The, one of the reasons why I enjoy listening to guys like you, and when I, I run this meetup in Vegas, when I can meet investors that have been through multiple market cycles, is it's not that you can prepare for something like this but when you hear people talk about look things happen randomly you start going okay times are really good right now i'm very thankful i always had the perspective when times are good i don't go spend a bunch of money i don't have like an ego that needs to stunt on instagram so thankfully i was at least somewhat prepared i've been trying to build a youtube for five and a half years i knew the value of having the ability it, you know if something were to happen to my job my main source of income I never wanted to feel that oh crap moment I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills so I've just always been driven to mm-hmm. have multiple sources of income thankfully just the way the world works I got furloughed right as my the end of my stressful time with the real estate yeah you know then I get punched again with the furlough but it did present an opportunity for for YouTube thankfully the growth had had just begun the furlough allowed me to go full time in YouTube mm-hmm. and now uh, I'm making income numbers that or 3x what I was making at my job. So it actually, in a way, it's almost like I created my new career.
0: All right. Well, first off, you have created your new career. And, and would it be overstating it to say that the key to your success is you've created a series um, that took off? But more importantly, when I look at your series, which I watch most of them, um, you do a lot of research, right? Uh, you, there's, there's a lot of things behind the scenes. And I'd love to talk about that because I don't think enough people appreciate the work that goes into those. But let's talk about what I call the series Authentic or charlatan." Um, you know where, where does that idea come from? Um, because that is, that is genius.
1: Yeah, it's, it's worked out really well. Back in September-ish, August, September, mm-hmm. I, at that point I was in deep, knee-deep in my, my struggle. I was in a really bad place mentally, very depressed and mm-hmm. struggling. And I would see these flipping shows and I meet people who would come to the meetups in person and, Hey, I went to the seminar and spent this amount of money and I just felt like they hadn't progressed at all. There was no, mm. they didn't go to the seminar and start taking on deals. Right. And I started hearing the, the money that was spent on these seminars. And so I started making videos about it for real estate. I, I wanted to kind of figure out how can these new investors, how, who can they follow? Who can they check out on YouTube or social media? I felt like I was pretty good at vetting, you know, I, I could see. I felt like I could see things that others couldn't, and so I started with the, like the flip or flop people, some of these mm. television shows. Yeah. And it just so happened around that same time I came across this guy named Coffeezilla who was making these videos called oh. Fake Guru Fridays. Oh, and I was okay. like, that's interesting because I've I've heard of some of these gurus. I never felt like they ran a real business, but I wanted to give them benefit of the doubt, and I just wanted to do a bunch of research, okay, and then just package that research and make a video on it. And at the time, there was maybe 200 subscribers on my channel so I didn't really have an agenda what was nice is you you can kind of try stuff throw stuff against the wall right and I do know with YouTube what plays really well are series uh, I'm a big fan of Dave Portnoy yeah uh, pizza reviews yeah and uh, I was like you know there's something to I don't care where he goes for pizza I just I'm just want to see him eat some pizza and rate it right (laughs) yeah so I was like how can I how can I almost treat it like a game like how can I you know I hate I hate that it's people and their business in a way but at the same time, it's kind of like, hey, is this guy should you follow him or should you not? And it just right. however the idea came to me, it was authentic or charlatan. And it helped that the first episode was Dan Locke, who happens to be kind of a, a polarizing figure. So that certainly helped with views. And so right away I I saw, I was like, okay, this this is something.
0: Well, yeah, let's let's talk about that first interview. I mean, uh, I've never researched Dan Locke. Um, never I've read a couple of his marketing pieces. Uh, I think anybody just historically, right? I've been in this game for 20 years, real estate investing. And anybody who, who I think makes it, tr- their goal is to make it sound easy is somebody I, not, I instantly think, in your words, is a charlatan, right? They are trying to sell you the easy button. And if I've learned anything in 20 years, there is no easy button in real estate. Um, you could do things smarter, but there's no, there's no, there's no easy button. So uh, how much research did you do for that first video? I mean, was it like 15 minutes online or, you know, were you spending 20 hours total or where is it on the scale? Cause I think that's important. The amount of research that you do.
1: First, one thing I really want to do with my channel is just, I'm very cool talking about losses, but I, I, I find that mental health is a very, um, important subject, I think, oh. as we all can agree. And what's yeah. happening with these gurus, and, and now that I'm super deep diving into this arena, I'm finding that I think a lot of people are experiencing ne- negative detrimental effects their psyche because a lot of these gurus, they preach that it's easy. Michael, dude, real estate's easy, man. I mean, come on, <laughs> it's so easy. And, and so a lot of people who are beginners, they don't really know. And so they're, they're looking at their situation going, you know, I'm making, I have a nice job at 40000 a year. This guy on the internet's telling me making hundred grand in real estate is easy. Therefore, I'm not living up to my potential. Therefore, I'm not ah. satisfied. And that's, part of, that's kind of what I figured out. That it, that's kind of what they play on. They prey on, hey, it's so easy. That's, so that's part of it.
0: Wow.
1: And so for the Dan Lock one to answer your question, at that time, I, I didn't have any schedule of posting sure and it was right around thanksgiving so i went home it was probably at least a week of research i mean 40 hours would probably be a fair estimate and that's yeah. just to get then to get to the script then i need to make it and edit yeah. it oh it's a full it's a full deal
0: yeah and that's that's what i wanted people to hear from this is again when you put out a video that's maybe 14 to 20 minutes long you've got 40 hours of I'll call it prep or research, whatever you want to call it. And that's not even about recording, tweaking, re- you know, all of that stuff, right? That that stuff, that's YouTube stuff. You're doing 40 hours of research to prepare to help someone. And uh, I don't know if this is true. I'm going to guess it is. You don't go in with any presupposed opinions. You're like, I'm going to go research this person because I've seen them out there. They did this. They did that. I'm going to go see.
1: Um, yeah. The goal at the start of the channel was mostly – um, providing insights into people so that you can, you can choose for yourself. Do you, should you follow this person or should you not? Uh, I know I don't really want to get the, give off the vibe that this person's either, you know, for your episode, it was, it's very clear which way I went authentic, but I don't want to label people as Charlotte, you know, hundred percent charlatan. So, sure. and I also think it's fair. If I'm going to criticize someone, I think it's only fair that I do my research. Oh. One thing that I'm fear of, fearful of is making a claim. And then it, all it took was watching two hours of videos to dispute that. Right. And so that's why I want to make sure I'm fully researched so that people can't comment in the comments like, Hey, you're wrong. Or, Hey, yeah. you didn't do your research. You
0: missed this one. Yeah,
1: exactly. This one was obvious kind of thing.
0: Yeah. What, what's yeah. Going on? And again, I've watched, I don't know, 30 of them, I think 35, maybe again, what? there's a lot. Yeah, there's a <laughs> lot, man. Yeah, exactly. So speaking of a lot, I'm curious when, when, if you were to tell someone, I don't know, I don't know if you think this way, if you don't, we'll go somewhere else, but what are the top three or five things Uh, I don't know if you, again, you don't have to label them charlatan, but just raise eyebrows or or make you go. If you see this in anyone in the future, because again, authentic or charlatan will be around for years. Anytime money is involved, somebody is going to try to take it. So give them indications again, not, you know, just to say Dan Locke's name again, talk about the next, you know, Dan Locke in 10 years and it won't be him. It'll be someone else.
1: Yeah, well, Tom Vu, Tom Vu came and went, and the, yeah, the next, good The point. next wave came.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember. Yeah, Tom Vu is my age. I remember him sitting on boats and the women. And the I remember those. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, there what, wasn't what much
1: real estate in those ads. It was all women and yeah, how much I don't money think he's making. Yeah, not there's any real estate <laughs> in those ads. Yeah. So what's what's funny is you, uh, the next episode, the one I'm working on now, is kind of a protege of Dan Locke, and so what I look for first is I always just want to know, is this person running the business that he speaks about? If someone's a real estate investor, are they actually doing deals? If they're talking about Amazon automation, which is the next big thing, are Uh they actually running Amazon stores? So that's the first big thing. And then I try to evaluate their incentives. A lot of these people are core sellers yeah and so it's just more along the lines of what's their incentive of of running a course which i I love online courses there's a, a lot of value in a lot of people there and look most of the people online selling courses are probably pretty good they're real gurus, all that stuff um it's just the the loud the loud- minority unfortunately have some of the biggest followings yeah, those are really the first couple things and the the series isn't it actually wasn't in, entirely meant to be like only about the person like let me write out a biography right the angle i want to take with every video is introducing something new and that's why i feel like my channel's actually been growing a lot is because there's no there's no monotony Like every episode, I'm kind of introducing a new concept and you've probably, if you are watching the episodes, you might've recognized that recently that I'm trying to introduce, have some type of educational element. So what I plan on doing is I I want to talk about webinars. Therefore I'll use this person over here who does it very unethically. So I'll Ah. I'll kind of use them to introduce a subject or a a topic or a way that internet marketers market.
0: Yeah. I love that. I did not pick that up. But now that you say that, yes, I have seen a transition. Cause again, I, I go back and look at some of your originals sometimes, right? And you can definitely see a, a shift. So that makes total yeah. sense. Yeah.
1: Well, what's uh, challenging, if you want to go this way, is yeah, with it. the fake gurus, you run into possible copyright strikes because you are cr- criticizing them. Yeah. So you're going to get that feedback. I actually got a cease and desist the other day from one of the people I critiqued. And so mm. early, I was using a lot of their video footage. I had no subscribers, so I didn't think much of it. Yeah. But it's easy to copyright strike on YouTube, but also I, I'm a lot more careful now with what I say and what I do because I've received a couple cease and desists.
0: And a cease and desist for people that don't know what that is, that basically means stop talking about me?
1: Basically, yeah. You get the, law, uh, the letter from the lawyer. It's very bully tactic. It's full of legalese that kind of can scare you if you're young and naive like I am. And so you, you get in a, you back, back against the wall and you're going to take down the video. Yeah, what, oh, yeah. oh, I don't want to face a lawsuit. You yep, know,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, it goes from public to private really quick. Yes,
1: <laughs> well, is, I, don't, I don't make any money. So, it, or I, okay, excuse me, I do make money, but per video, if I only make $500, it makes no sense to defend myself legally. Yeah, I just on the video.
0: Yeah, it's just not worth it, right? Again, Right. yeah. So um, I'm going to,
1: again, I've watched so much of your stuff.
0: I think you're having fun. I mean, you really look like you're having fun. Is that fair?
1: Some of the episodes are fun. Some of them I do because, hey, look, I'm doing this for money. And I know which videos do well at this point. Yeah. They're the, I really enjoyed the favorite musicians are broke. Those yeah. two videos, yeah. why your favorite athletes are broke. I am reaching a point now. I'm not going to say I'm burnout. Nothing like burnout or anything. But I don't love sitting here and like critiquing people and kind of destroying them. Right. I'm not a negative person. I'm very optimistic, very yeah, happy. Clearly. I go through life and like, I want to support people. So then to spend 40 hours a week, like negative is not something uh, that I want to do long-term Yeah. because, um, so there's that element that I'm dealing with, but I am very, very, very thankful for what's happening and the reward. And so I do enjoy some of it. I do enjoy putting up a video that I know will do well. And I know that people need to see. Yeah. Well, so I that, enjoy that element. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I totally get it, right? When you're researching someone, and again, you go in open-minded, but clearly the data is pointing one way. And again, you've done this now for hundreds of people. You kind of see, you can see the roadmap once it, once it opens up, I'm sure. I can see why that would become, I don't know, a weight to carry, right? It's
1: a, it's a gift and a curse for being driven by the YouTube algorithm. I know what videos play well. I have a pretty good idea of what videos I need to make. And so it's great because then the the reward is huge right now for me. The growth is unquestioned. But the downside is and with growth, you naturally kind of paint yourself in a corner. Yeah. Like, as you More become, of this. Uh, yeah. Once you start making a similar sound in music, it'd be hard to try the experimental album, which most of the time fails. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The one hit wonder, if you will. Right. They, they, mm-hmm. get, they have the hit and they're like, well, do I just stay that way? Or, you know, how do I show my, my range? No, yeah. <laughs> people want to hear this. They want to hear this song. Yeah. Yes, I'm, exactly. I'm totally so let's talk about the growth in YouTube. And I saw a post on Facebook, I think it was, where you had your first day. And I'm be interesting. I bet you had another one since then of over 1,000 subs in a single day. I mean, there are yep. channels out there, yep. my, myself included, that don't do 1,000 in a month.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, three, three straight days of over 1,000. The two following days were actually 1,100. And then 900 after that. And then yesterday was still like 600. The average for the past few weeks has been 600 to 800 or so. It's been really enjoyable to see. And you're putting out a new, how many new videos a week? I go every four days now. I found that the frequency, frequency is very important. Mm -hmm. I also thought about like, what's scarcity or excuse me, what is real value in life? And it Mm -hmm. all comes down to scarcity in a lot of ways. You know, what makes certain people attractive because there's very few that look like them or, Mm -hmm. you know, movies, there's only so many movie stars that can make that kind of movie. Therefore... Right. They get that much, and and I've thought about that with YouTube, and see your approach is way different than mine. Oh yeah, I'm you, talking
0: four <laughs> times a day,
1: man. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're very you're a very quantity approach, which I think for your well, you actually don't really treat it like a funnel. You do in a way in that you have you you yeah. do have an end of the funnel, but it's yeah. not really that important to you. I'm not pushing it. So yeah. some channels like a Grant Cardone, very clear what he does, and so he's just all content all day right in your face. Yeah. But it's like very clear what he's doing. I think for a channel like mine, it's actually more. I think my, my viewership is going up because I release less.
0: That is interesting. That that goes, like you say, I am not following that approach. <laughs> <laughs> like this video we're doing right now at 9.29 will be up
1: by 11.30. <laughs> <laughs> and in addition to the other videos you might yeah, be
0: doing. exactly, <laughs> I did two more already today. Yeah, oh, so what's, so what's
1: interesting about YouTube, and, and so I'll catch, I, I don't watch all your videos, definitely not all of them, and I'll catch a few. <laughs> Very but, few so, people can. You're oh yeah, you're almost like a news, a news corporation. Now what's, what's tough, and, and this is an interesting topic for people, uh, I know your strategy is different than a lot of people, but you're not relying on the income, so you're, you just do it for fun. But some people do the quantity approach, thinking that it's like, let me just quickly get all the subs and all the view numbers. Yeah. But what happens is I think as viewers, you, you might like someone, hey, I like Michael Zuber's channel, I'll yeah. listen to him once a week. Right. So if you only release once a week, you probably would have all of your subscribers watch the one video. Yeah. Whereas if you release every day, I, I don't really want to hear you every day because I like your content, but I don't need that content every day. So I might yep. do once a week. So I'm only watching one out of seven or in your case, one out of 56.
0: Yeah. No, exactly. And again, you're so right. And, and, and again, I, I look at these numbers all the time because again, I am expending effort. So I like to see a return. I am a, I, I grew up in a sales world, right? So I have quotas and budgets all, all in my head cause I'm trying to do this to help people. I, I can see like, I'll do Like I just did a bigger pockets interview. Um, I'm sure my YouTube subscribers will go up today, but I promise you two days from now I will see a drop because I do four videos a day. And most yeah. people, most newbies are going to come to me cause I was in, featured on bigger pockets, s- hit the subscribe button and go, shit, this guy puts out a lot of stuff. I'm going to, I don't have time to watch this guy. So right. it is a curse and a blessing. But when you come at it from, uh, it's not a money thing. Uh, I am monetized. Cause again, that's what you do, right? You click monetize and, and I do most of my stuff live. That's another thing that's very different about my channel is I, that live thing is awesome for me. No editing, no music, no walkouts, no just topic sketch out thoughts go and I'm, I'm done. So, you know, you may spend, um, I don't know. What do you spend editing a video and writing a script? Four hours, six hours, maybe
1: I go through the script probably four times. Great. And I do it strategically. Like I go through kind of rough draft, almost like a journalist, rough yeah. draft. I step away, go eat something, maybe mm-hmm. watch some fun YouTube videos. Most of the actual YouTube content I consume is, is fun and silly. Yeah. The inter- kind of entertaining side. So I, I actually am very much into like hard work and then yes. really relax. Well, you got to recharge the banner,
0: battery based yes. on what we talked about earlier, right? You've got, Absolutely. You've got
1: to rebuild it because otherwise it gets depleted and
0: bad shit happens.
1: Yeah. So I go through it probably four times and then sometimes I'll even sleep on it and then uh the editing part some videos are a little easier than others if they're if i'm kind of using video like for for some people i might be able to use heavy videos and have a lot of um easy uh, the music video was easy one i can it's very easy to google and find good sources of kind of secondary you know images to use videos to use some people are very challenging to have that kind of second and i don't i don't really want to be a channel where it's me speaking into the camera for a long time. I generally put 15 seconds max. Every 15 seconds, I want a new type of media. Mm. And so some videos are a little more challenging where I'm talking about something. I'm like, I have an idea of what I want the media to look like. And if it's hard to find that image, it takes some time. Sometimes I'll even have to go back and watch YouTube videos to try to find a clip that works.
0: Ah.
1: And so that, that can add to the editing. And um, the editing itself is just naturally going to be a long time. By the way, I'm also including uploading to YouTube, which is description, tags, yeah. thumbnail. So I'll include all that with it. About six hours is probably a good estimate. Yeah.
0: See, that's what I like. That, that makes me feel a little better. Where you spend six hours publishing one video uh, every four days. Um, I haven't spent six hours editing videos in two and a half years.
1: <laughs> yeah. One thing I've, I like to pride myself on is um, kind of showing you how – i 'm very transparent yeah. that's kind of the whole the whole brand that of the youtube channel, and I want to make it clear to a lot of people like i'm i'm willing to show my income, but I want yep. you to understand that not i would say very few people want this life it's very lonely it's very isolating it is oh, I very challenging about this. Yes. and it is it is difficult because there, there's a beautiful feeling when you release a video. When I'm done, when I ha- when I set this next one for release, I know it's going to do well. This one's a banger. This one includes a lot of expose elements, which do uh-huh. really well on my channel. And so, this one's going to feel great. But the second it's done, and I wake up the next day and the video's released, I'm now at zero of 100 for the next video. Uh-huh. And there's a sense of dread, like, hey, Spencer, your your channel wants, your your followers want some type of expose. You know, you got to go yeah. make a video showing the music industry or showing the irs scam you know or something yeah. large scale uh good luck researching because right now i am video by video there is sure. no advance so when i'm done with one video it is on to the next one and i need to start over and it, that's tough man that is a challenge and one thing i will get to re- real estate i have more to share real estate as far as i took another big huge l recently so it's okay. been very stressful
0: all right well, let's finish up on YouTube and we'll close with the real estate example. So I want to talk about this more because I don't think enough people realize what you just said. I want to hit it again, right? You put out I, the video I reached out to you on. I think you made $6,000 or thereabouts uh, for the first time on YouTube in a month, right? And people will see that and many of them are going to go, oh, it looks easy. I could do that. Um, I love what you just said. It's lonely. It's isolation. It becomes a machine you have to feed. it. I don't know if dread's the right word, but you you know what I, you, you hit publish or schedule or whatever you do. And then you go to sleep and then you wake up the next day. You're like, I know what's in front of me. I've got four days of heavy lifting or three days of heavy lifting and shoot. I don't want to do that again. Or I got to do it again. Or whatever you feel make again. I want people to feel that, you know, YouTube's not easy. Just like we started real estate's not easy, right? Nothing pisses me off more than people saying it's easy. And now we got, there's a big YouTube guy out there now selling YouTube courses. It used to be a real estate guy. People making this stuff look easy pisses me off. Um, So again, let's let's just be, uh, if you want to hit it with the same words, go for it. But let's just tell people, yeah, it is fruitful. Yeah, you can do it, but it's not easy.
1: Yeah. I made my first video first week of January, 2015. Okay. I made videos all the time. I've had to pivot multiple times. I started actually an online fitness business a few years back that I wanted to try. So there was actually a second channel. I've since deleted it. You won't be able to find those videos because there was another, I don't know. I can't remember, maybe 50 videos there. And so we're talking, there were many nights where all I did was I came home from work and it was YouTube and you release yeah. it and there's 20 views. Yeah. So there's no reward. You, you take all the time and energy, but you don't get the reward, which is really hard on human psychology when yeah. you're putting in effort and not getting an instant reward or some type of reward. And so that was really challenging. So I did that for years and had to pivot and I'm actually going to make a really, I'm going to be really proud of the video I make at the hundred K mark. It's going to be very similar to a Nike ad Mm. where I talk about, I'm basically going to talk about, it's going to be a stream of consciousness where I talk about, I always told myself I wasn't good enough for years. I told myself I wasn't charismatic enough. I wasn't interesting enough. I wasn't good enough on camera and all of these things. And then all of a sudden I was, and it's at this moment, it's been, it's been exponential growth. So I'm very, very thankful, but I've taken L's for five years of making videos with friends watching them and not thinking much of them. My family didn't think much of them. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I I did that for five years to get to this point. And now Mm -hmm. that it's working, it's amazing. But at the same time, this is my job, and so I wake yeah. up, and all I do is sit at a computer and watch YouTube videos, and mm-hmm. I'd love to go have this social life and do all these things, but this this matters the most to me. All I care about is growing on YouTube, right. and so therefore, I I mean, part of this is self-isolation, but I want people to understand that what i do and what people value in my channel is the research well what yeah. that means is i am researching while you are enjoying your life no
0: no <laughs> exactly exactly and again right uh, people need to hear this yeah, yes it is possible to become an influence yes youtube is not inundated you can still strike it you can still get there but i think you said it right it is a job it is work uh if you it just is and again it's not easy it's not easy so
1: yeah. Any I'm, closing I'm one of the, I'm one mm-hmm. of the few ones. I mean, I made yeah. 9,400 last month. That's easily probably top 1% or yeah. some type of even more, a higher percentage yeah. in, in terms of YouTube ad revenue. So I'm one of the few that have, that have really made it in a way. And right. hopefully this continues obviously. And that's, and it's not a couple month wonder.
0: Yeah, no, it will be. I mean, with what you're putting out, because once people, what, what I have seen is, you know, I don't know how YouTube algorithm works, but once your first, you know, your authentic or charlatan popped up that I hit clicked on, I'm like, I get it. Right. Subscribe, find another one. Cause I I appreciate the fact that somebody is out there doing the research and that's what I saw in you was, was the hard work. And I knew it was back there, man. The fact that it's 40 hours, that's, that's some real work right there. And that's why I get the isolation in in, in the dread. So uh, any closing thoughts you want to give somebody on YouTube before we hit the L in real estate? Again, it is possible, but it takes work. Any closing thoughts, maybe a little bit about the series, uh, how it's taken off.
1: Yeah you have to become obsessed for sure. I think yeah, obsessed even more than in real estate. No, wholesalers you need to be obsessed like that kind of in the in, day-to-day grind to grind mm-hmm. as opposed to maybe a passive investor. Yeah. Um but YouTube is it's a it's an amazing it's an amazing game to play. I would recommend it to everyone because don't look so much at the money that's part of it. You can also be a very specific niche channel mm-hmm. and you find that you can connect with a lot of people simply yeah. because you're putting yourself out there. So there's a lot of benefits other than money and it's worth it. You just, um, I want to make it very clear to those who are, who are watching my videos and see how much money I make that it could take you five years, just like it did for me. Yeah. And you need to become obsessed, man. This needs to just become, I mean, this is all I do. This is, I analyze videos. I analyze other people's thumbnails. I'm analyzing the game. I'm talking, my buddy, Tom Nash knows YouTube too. He calls me up quite a bit. And so we, we talk. That's awesome.
0: Very, very cool. Well, let's talk about this L man. I'm sorry to hear this. What, uh, what's this L that we just took?
1: Yeah, so I lost all my money flipping houses. And then I, I finally get back to square one. So I still don't have a car. I haven't had a car in over the over a year. I remember. And that, so yeah. I've basically been super broke. And uh, YouTube's taken off. And I'm like, man, I'm gonna start stacking cash, start get back in the real estate game. Well, I, st- I wanted to renovate my house if it was the right time to upgrade this house. So I was gonna put about 35 grand in this the is house the house I
0: house, I ha- house hack house we talked about last time.
1: Correct. This is the only property I own right now. And uh, it's actually still on lease purchase. So I haven't been able to purchase it because I lost my job. So it's it's been unfortunate. Uh, So anyway, so massive upgrades. That part is a W that is the house is going to be majorly upgraded. I'm very happy with the progress I've seen there. We had a, had a little small plumbing problem. Oh no. Uh Oh yeah. Uh Experienced investors go, Uh Oh, I know where this is going. Oh yeah. Water. Ooh. So we had some, we had some water coming out of the back of the house out of the plumbing for, from the kitchen. And okay. it smelled like sewage. Ooh. And so I had the plumber come out do a computer. They had like this uh, or camera Yeah. and they go down the pipes see cake, and see. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically we found that the pipe that was in between the kitchen to one of the downstairs bathrooms was, it was not up to code, not big enough. And, oh. and basically imagine, imagine two pipes sitting like this. Yeah. And so they can't fully drain.
0: Yeah. yeah. And
1: so it turned into a $30,000 plumbing problem. So right now my house is destroyed. We actually have inspection sometime this morning in the next couple hours. Yeah, because you my, probably look, had
0: to go in through the wall through the foundation,
1: right? Yeah, I just laid concrete outside and they had to go right through it. Oh, my, yeah. My front yard is six feet deep and it's basically torn up. There's about a 12 to 20, probably 24 inch wide line. Yeah, trench. Trench, yep. And they, they had, I had a jackhammer in my kitchen. My kitchen's destroyed. They oh, yeah. They destroyed two of the bathrooms. Oh, two of the bathrooms. Now here's the good thing, and the reason why I went through with the full process of the full thirty thousand, let's get everything done. Yeah. I actually have two tenants not here. One of them's in the garage. I'm upgrading my garage. It was a room. I'm upgrading to a full unit with a okay. kitchen, and then ah. it also just worked out. The tenants I have now are very easy. They're cool with this whole process, and it just made sense to. I was going to do just the bathrooms do anyway. It. Yeah. So it was like it now is could not be a more perfect time. So I get that news that it's going to be almost thirty grand. And then the next night I have a tenant that goes upstairs to the bathroom because we're all using like one of the bathrooms upstairs. And the water got turned off as he was showering. And so he came downstairs and asked my contractor like, hey, is the water off? And the contractor said, yeah, another 10 minutes. And so he started like shaving in another bathroom. Well, forgot to turn the water off and then gets called back to work. He's a delivery driver for pizza company. Gets called back to work. And I'm sitting here editing a video for a couple hours and I start hearing a weird noise and it sounded like drip. Drip. and i was like that's weird what is that i go out i walk out into my hallway and see water coming through my ceiling onto my floor a huge puddle on my floor i run upstairs and find the bath is overflowing yeah. with water and so this it's like oh my god what am i signing up what did, what did i sign up to and so i had it was flooding through the walls yeah i had to open up the walls yeah you got to cut up three feet
0: because water goes up oh i yeah. had that yeah this I had
1: was this was worst case scenario avoided, thankfully. I opened up the walls down. I was able to clean this out. This took four hours of my time, but I was able to, to dry up everything. I went and got a dehumidifier. Yep. Everything is fine. And you're Just in Vegas, moment.
0: so it's kind of dry, right? Open the windows. Yeah,
1: I got very lucky. We could kind of pinpoint where it was coming down. The wood doesn't look too beat up, it, but it was, a, it was a moment of panic of oh, the, wall, yeah. the, the water's behind the walls. I can see it under you know behind some of the walls. <laughs> I had to open them up and try to get back in there and dry it out. So that, that was a, a very stressful week as I'm, I'm very proud of the video I put out too, because I'm going through all of this and I still put out a video that I think people liked. It, Which it one was like, it? Just curious. So I want to... the, uh, why you quit your nine to five. Or, oh, there you, go. you should quit your nine to five now. It's like, I, I was so hard. It was, I was going through this and then I had a contractor crew coming here to work <laughs> on the renovation part. And then at night it's like, I finally have a minute to, for myself. The last thing I want to do is make a video, but I still was able to, I was really proud of myself.
0: I'm going to go check. I don't know that I've seen that one. I'm going to go back and check that just to see if I can sense the stress in your voice or anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's the beauty of YouTube because, you can. Know, I, I go back and look at some of my old stuff and I go, I know what was happening that day. I can see it on your face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is funny. So what uh, I'm guessing what uh, given best case scenario, still probably a couple of grand.
1: That uh, actually not too much, thankfully. 150 bucks for dehumidifier and patch up drywall. That's it.
0: Oh really? Okay. We're okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, None of the flooring was beat up. And I was already I was already going into the bathrooms too. So ripping up the floor was gonna happen anyway. Ah got it. Okay, this is all happening like literally the the most ideal time in the history of humans. It happened at that time. So we're good.
0: There you go. Oh, that's we're good. So you uh, you just gotta
1: you just gotta take the punches and roll with it and keep going.
0: (laughs) dude, real real estate's never boring. And if anybody tells me it's easy. I want them to go back and listen to this story. I've, had, I've
1: done three renovation projects now and I feel like I've done a hundred. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that can happen. That, that, but I've that, got
1: my college. I didn't, know, I didn't even know what baseboards were my first flip and now I feel like I know the whole house. So yeah, you, you I, in some through. way, like long-term, I'm good. I've, I've learned everything. I'm very thankful for it.
0: So let me ask this question to kind of tie our two topics together. Given you're the YouTube king, top 1%, growing like a weed, going to be a hundred thousand very, very soon. Uh, is your plan to take those, uh, what I guess I'll call income, and use that to buy more real estate?
1: I'm just going to become another
0: Graham Stephan, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. You know, I
0: mean, hey, why not? I mean, he's clearly. But he just bought like a $2 million home or something crazy. Did I see that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, California, man, those prices are crazy. Yeah. yeah you know, I, I used to do the whole goals thing. I used to have five-year goals, two-year goals, but my whole life has just been so swept up. I don't, I don't even know if my job's coming back for sure. me. I don't know if they want me back. So it's like, it's such a weird time in my life that I just do everything today is the best thing, best decision I can make today for the, for a better tomorrow. And that's all I care about. I I'm, don't have okay. much money for food. I don't have any Still. money. You know, it's just like, I'm in debt, like crazy again with no job. So yeah. it's, um, it's a matter of just surviving at this point. I ideal I'm a real estate guy. That's, that's my goal. I am way more interested in real estate. So if this just becomes my job, then this becomes my income source for the real estate. Yeah, but- And my goal, my goal for the past, I don't know, eight months or so, I have a partner lined up in Cincinnati and the goal would be to kind of be a passive flipper. I'll handle the rehab money. I've got access to a lot of business credit cards. I did the fund and grow, which mm-hmm. you might've heard of. I did see that one, yeah. And so it's interesting, it's an interesting game plan. One with risk, of course, but I do like this 0% credit card game. And so my goal is to basically partner with this guy. I can provide the rehab money on business credit cards. I'll have the high income coming in from YouTube and the house hacking. Mm -hmm. And we'll just see where it goes. Maybe Vegas opens up and I can do more house hacks in Vegas where I rent by the room, which I think is a very good strategy in this market in this day and time. Mm -hmm. And so that's something I'm going to consider. Maybe I go to Cincinnati and do rehabs. We'll see. I, I I wish I could I could say exactly what's going to happen, but my life has been thrown in so many yeah. circles that I don't try to make predictions. Well,
0: again, you got you you answered my question. You, you're you're a real estate guy, hundred percent. And I just wanted to make sure that didn't change because that could be an outcome. It's like ah, I've been burned. I got these big L's on my forehead. Not going back. I'm just going to be I, coming.
1: I would be so upset with myself if I got punched in the face and and backed down. Man, oh, this is that. fun to me. I love the challenge. It's like hey, man, life. You know I. My life changed, not my life changed, but I heard a quote something recently that really stuck with me. It's a guy I follow, a guy who's very polarizing, so I won't mention his name. Some people really hate him, but I like him on YouTube, and he used to be in the, the dating community. Well, now he's kind of self-development. self he, he deals with trauma real well, but he talks about how in life, there's moments that we have that are very traumatic, uh, mm. typically bad breakups for young men, uh, divorces, you know, whatever you name it, losing money on real estate, whatever. And in the moment, you're like, man, life sucks. Why does this happen to me? But in three or four years, you generally look back and go, you know what? I see the path from that. And I'm actually very thankful. You know, I end up meeting a new girl or had a new career or something. So why not in the moment when you get punched in the face? Why not go, you know what, man, there's going to be a great path forward that I can't see today, but I'm confident that it exists. And so for me, when I see all of these L's and all this money being lost, it's like, I'm actually thankful because in three or four years, I think I'm confident that I'll be able to turn this into a win. And so today I'm seeing it as a win as opposed to a negative. So I'm actually very thankful for all this because I, I'm almost like, I treat it like I'm very lucky. Like I'm getting, um, I'm getting the right lessons at the right time. And it's up to me to then determine the path forward.
0: I love that. Well, we're going to end it there. Life lessons positive. I love, I love being positive. That's what I try to put out on my channel. And I tried to do a negative video one time. I felt so icky. I just deleted it.
1: <laughs> yeah God, gotta be there's fine. a lot of people struggling man if you got food on the table and you don't have like mental health issues or you don't have physical health issues like i i don't i can't really i don't really know what to complain about There you, <laughs> you go. Know?
0: well very good Spencer. you keep doing what you're doing man you got a fan in me you are you are clearly helping people and i appreciate all, everything you do thank you thanks man really all appreciate right. it